Hello all Beard Inside listeners, we get that watching a YouTube video isn't always an option, so here's the audio from our newest episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new trendingtopicsnetwork.com, or many of the other listening avenues we have for this podcast. We also kindly ask you to rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are back in the Nepean area, and joining me is Andy of Nita Beer Company. Hello. Hi, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to speak with us about Nita oh, and the brand and, and everything that's going on. Uh, so Andy, what's what's the beer story? What led to the creation of Nita? Oh geez, you know, I've, I've wore uh, many hats and still do, but uh, I used to be a professor at Algonquin College in the electrical trades program. Uh, and they brought me on while I was uh, an electrical contractor uh, running a business. And uh, like in many places, if you don't have tenure, you're the new guy, you get the worst <laughs> courses to teach. So I was given um, electronics and an instrumentation course, and I had to sort of, you know, get through curriculum that I, my students didn't want anything to do with. Right? <laughs> they're they're more concerned with like, uh, you know, installation, building, construction, using the tools. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about things like measurement of temperature, flow rates. You know, how do you fix like a, a circuit board? They don't care. And uh, after about uh, a year of struggling with trying to get the, the students to buy in. I thought, okay, well, I was a process guy. What's a process that involves all these instruments? And uh, it, it turned out it was beer. So I dug into how to make beer so I could teach the students about uh, boring curriculum. And as a result of that, I learned how to make beer. And I started making beer at, uh, with home and friends. And uh, I was still contracting while I was making all this beer. And uh, I would go to job sites uh, with the other trades and I would share it. And uh, I started to become good friends with a lot of the people I worked with. We always tended to always be working together. And they were like, geez, guy, like, why don't we, uh, why don't we open a brewery? Like, this is some good stuff. Yeah. And at that time, I mean, we maybe had like five or six breweries in Ottawa. So it seemed like, yeah, there's lots of room here to sort of grow a business. But as we were ramping into the industry, it seemed like yeah. it, 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 everybody, <laughs> somebody threw fertilizer on Ottawa. And all of a sudden, you've got like this, uh, you know, a lot of breweries now. <laughs> I find Ontario in general too, like the amount of breweries now is, is ridiculous. Like, you know, we went to a beer spa and I'm like, what? <laughs> like never thought that would exist. It's crazy. And yeah. just uh, Quebec's trying to keep on pace with us too, with you guys too. I, I know we're a less population, but it's, there's a lot of breweries now in Quebec too. So when it's wild again, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm out and about hanging out with other breweries, they're always like, Andy, why aren't you a member of like OCB, which or is it OBC? Whichever. Ontario uh, Beer Coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, And uh, I'm a member of the one in the United States because um, I find with the, the Brewers Association there, like there's so much information, so much knowledge that is more uh, helpful for a little guy like me mm-hmm. than it is for someone to lobby, you know, against big breweries here in Ontario. <laughs> um, that being said, it's you look at a lot of data out of the United States, and this has been going on for a decade where, you know, you've got a lot of breweries opening up and a lot closing. You, you mm. see this general churning of you know breweries in and out of business. And I think uh, well, what's interesting here is we're there uh, and we're saturated, beyond saturated. And you know, with the uh, the beer calendar that we're working on right now, I'm traveling across the province with and talking with owners and brewers from all the participating breweries, and it's it's unreal. Like we're all like, where is all the beer buyers. They're <laughs> all like, everybody's sales are so flat and yeah. s- like depressed. It's like, oh my God, what's going on, right? So it, it'll be interesting to see how we come out of this um, pre-recession fear 
and to see if whether or not that that's something of a problem. Yeah, I mean, I feel alcohol in general is almost like the stock market where it's kind of has its up and down. So maybe we're coming down to a lull, but you know, the, the important thing is you guys survived the pandemic, which I think was the big thing. And now I guess it's just coasting until things hopefully pick back up again because people should have been supporting local this entire time. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing, what we lost were a lot of restaurants, which, you know, made up a good percentage of our business. And so it was like pivot, right? That's mm -hmm. the word everybody used. And we found ways to get our beer into people's hands through different channels, which ended up being uh, a good exercise because we ended up selling less beer and we made just slightly less revenue than we did the year before. So without, you know, that's, working with restaurants, I mean, obviously you give them preferential pricing, but yeah. on the, uh, the retail side, it's, it's a bit different. So I, I've been coasting because uh, I'm fine with where we are right now. I'll take it. It's yeah, comfortable. Yeah. It's safe. Um, and then you have the issues with, uh, with staffing, right? It's, it's really hard to, to build your team if uh, there aren't any bodies out there to, to want to work at breweries, right? Yeah. You can induce them all you want. It's, uh, it's, I don't know why we can't find them. Anyway, so I'm just cruising. Well, well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, like you said, it looks like we might hit a recession. We, who knows if we will or not, but just there's still ways to support your local business. There's no question about it. Uh, you brought me out some tasty looking beers here to try. What am, what am I starting with here? The, uh, the first one, uh, Sweet Thumbs, uh, is a pale ale that um, it has a, a nice sweetness to it. Using some uh, hops from California from uh, an exclusive uh, farm, uh, they're, they're gargoyle hops, mm -hmm. and there's there's no other uh, farm um, that I know of in North America okay. or the world that actually grow them, and they it, it really gives it a nice sort of pleasant sort of uh, berry uh, note. I find yeah, it's it's a tasty beer. Awesome. I enjoyed it a lot as we do on the show. Oh yeah, a toast. Cheers. Ooh, that's delightful. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a seasonal for us. Um, it used to be uh, one of these beers that we uh, we pumped as a house brand to restaurants and to colleges. When we lost all of those, then we just said, well, we don't need the volume, so we'll just roll it as a seasonal because it's popular. It used to be called uh, Fur Fur. <laughs> and, uh, but my wife hated that name, so we changed it to Sweet yeah. Thumbs because on the can label, I didn't put one out here, but we have like a moshi she on it. And they were always sucking their thumbs. We figure it's because That's they're nice. sweet. Uh, Sunita's your last name. That's correct. Therefore, yeah. that's why you clearly named it. Uh, why, why stick the last name on it and not something else? Like, let's say, Napine Beer Company. Uh, we were at a dinner party with a bunch of friends, and we were, you know, uh, playing around with some name ideas. And uh, one of my buddies just said, "Just call it Need a Beer, man. Just play on the, the Ottawa Valley drawl. Need a beer. Need a beer. Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, you can't uh, trademark, you know." somebody else's name yeah okay. so I'm safe <laughs> that was my wife's slant on it so it's, we'd run into like since we've opened some some issues with uh, with trademark and stuff like that and um, especially with this beer right here yeah. <laughs> so that beer's changed names a few times and we finally I think uh, we're safe now you mentioned you, what got you into brewing is because of your former current kind of sounds like you're a man of many hats yeah, yeah. Uh, are you still doing the teaching thing is that no, it's, it got to the point where I was getting too busy there, too busy with contracting, and this was starting to, uh, to grow. And I think, you know, I made the decision, it's better to do one thing really well mm -hmm. than uh, just, you know, a third of your ass in the game for all yeah, the other commitments yeah. that you have. And I mean, I, honestly, like you think about it, what would you rather be doing all day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Marking papers or drinking beer? Yeah. 
So it was, it was a pretty easy choice to make. I mean, I miss teaching. Uh, loved working with the apprentices and uh, all the people at Algonquin College. But really, I mean, no one frowns on me when I'm having a breakfast beer, lunch beer, you know, <laughs> beer all day, yeah. you know, chronic consumption, you know, yeah. fantastic. No, I mean, you know, beer's my spice of life, but craft, craft alcohol in general is what we're about is, you know, we've interviewed meaderies, cideries, distilleries, vineyards in the future. So that's, but we're all about supporting local businesses. And that's why, like, I wanted to have you on the show for a while. There's just been this kind of pandemic thing in the middle yeah, yeah. That, that kind of delayed and shifted and moved things and finally getting able to do this with you and nailing most of the Ottawa area has been pretty awesome. So it's nice that a lot of you guys survived. It's nice that breweries opened up during the pandemic, which yep. blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where's, where's your fan base already for you to just open a brewery? Yeah, so. it's a challenge. I mean, I, I remember when uh, we were looking at opening up, um, I was talking to Patrick, who was then the head brewer at uh, the clock tower. Who's mm -hmm. now, he's working over at Calabogie now. Um, and I just asked him for his advice, like, how would you approach this? And he said, contract brew, see if you've got a brand out there, right? And uh, if you can contract a bit of a following, then get your brick and mortar going. And I mean, there's some examples of that uh, that have been very successful, like Spearhead's one of them, yeah. uh, who are in our beer calendar as well. Uh, and super great, great team over there. But we, we opted to, to just do it, you know? And uh, I mean, we're a bit of an anomaly. Uh, we started construction, uh, of the brewery, which was, you know, a rented space. So it's just kind of a yeah. gut job and put everything together. Uh, we completed construction. We were brewing beer in just under two months, fully licensed, which blows people's minds, you know, and it's, uh, I would say that the one thing I'm most proud of is that this was designed and built by tradespeople, you know, no offense to engineers, but we yeah. kept them away from it. <laughs> you know, everything here is code compliant and everything was certified by the city, Yeah, but it, uh, I think it demonstrates, uh, you know, the, the work the tradespeople can do and how organized they can be. And when everything sort of all the, you know, lines up, mm -hmm. beauty, you know. Is that kind of where your tables come from too? Local kind of contract workers? These tables are actually, during the pandemic, you know, we got construction projects. Uh, this is old white cedar from Lanark, which was uh, the original deck my wife and I built at our house. But uh, it was about 15 years ago. So... It was starting to get a bit vintage, and so we pulled it up and then re-laminated our, our deck. But this is all um, salvaged wood that has been planed and cut, and uh, my wife did all the uh, the engraving uh, here for us. It's funny, and too, because like Ian at Whippersnapper, he's like, no, my fence fell down, so I made, I made uh, flights. <laughs> it's, it's like, why not reuse it, you know, instead of it going to a landfill or burning it, reuse it. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much, as much reclamation that you can do and repurposing, I mean... That's all the better for uh, yeah. all of us around us keeping costs down, especially on building materials, right? Yeah. right? If you can reuse it, reuse it. For sure. It's like a lot of things around here. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, any kind of roadblocks and difficulties, uh, difficulties creating the need to brand? Like, we didn't have a location at first. Was this always your desired location? Stuff like that. You know what? It, just to set the entire business up at this location, it was it moved very smoothly. We didn't have any obstacles or hurdles. But once we were open... Uh, I think there was a bit of naivety and experience as to, you know, what it takes to operate this type of business. And one thing we still struggle with is marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I thought, and uh, maybe I was a little too ideological, is thinking, ah, well, it's perfect word of mouth, right? Because that's how we grew uh, our electrical contracting business, where I was pushing away work. It was ridiculous how much money, you know, I was making in contracting. 
versus what I make right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you really have to yeah. love beer to do this right now when you compare your life then to now, but yeah, obviously. I, mean, <laughs> I think unless you're like the alchemist or St. Amboise or something, yeah. you're usually in the red, hopefully closer to the black most years when you're in the brewing industry. There's no question about it. So. Yeah, and I think there's different, uh, different sort of obstacles to sell beer in Ontario that, uh, you know, in, let's say in the United States and in different states and in different provinces mm. even, that uh, not understanding how to navigate all of these things, uh, you know, kind of slowed our progress. But we've been always a very steady growth business, not by leaps and bounds, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's been organic, um, and we're in a comfortable place now, and I'm delighted that we are. And uh, you know, we didn't see huge sort of ups and downs during the pandemic. We just kind of saw like a little, huh, and yeah. then, and we're trying to figure out how to get out of that flat line and start to marginally grow again. Do you feel the province of Ontario allowing home delivery helped? I think there's a lot of legislation, uh, you know, has helped. Like the fact now with some of the licenses that we were able to sort of uh, to get to allow us to set up even bottle shop opportunities to help promote our, our friends in the industry, mm -hmm. you know, to create more variety. Because sometimes variety just brings people here. But yeah, the direct delivery and all of that stuff's been been super helpful. I mean, I know Dougie's not like the most popular guy, but <laughs> <laughs> especially after the buck of beer. But I mean, conversations around here are like, let's do the math now. Can yeah. we do a buck of beer? Because yeah. if that brings in some people just to you know keep the volume up and keep the lights on while we sort things out in this sort of you know atmosphere or climate of of uh, beer consumption, mm -hmm. then let's figure it out. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh no, I mean realistically, you know. A beer, unless it's a mass-produced one, should not cost a dollar in any way, to the way I see it now. We, as, as a show, like, when we started, we were a podcast exclusively, and we did try the bucket beer, and we're like, it's a beer. You know, it doesn't taste like gross chemical, you know, the big boys do. It yep. tastes like a beer. And yep. That's what we were looking for, so. Yep. Uh, what's beer number two I got here? That is the, uh, the Ginger of Sussex. That's okay. uh, this beer that... Uh... I tapped on earlier, uh, you know, um, implying that we had been uh, in trouble with uh, lawyers about <laughs> trademarks. Uh, originally, it was called Lone Wolf McHale. Okay. And uh, fun, the guy on the can is actually a super uh, personal friend of mine. And uh, I would say local hero, you know, uh, in no form of celebrity, though. <laughs> and he's a super awesome guy, and uh, he does photography, or he's the personal photographer for our city, or city Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't get into partisan politics here, but uh, I mean, the reason he got on the can and it has nothing to do with politics is, I mean, as he's flying around the world with uh, our Prime Minister, he's grabbing all kinds of crazy beers. Yeah. And he's a huge craft beer enthusiast. Uh, and he's helped us out like many a times before, like with taking photographs here at the brewery and stuff like that pro bono. But he's drinking, so he's getting paid. Yeah. But, he's um, getting paid in beer. I mean, it's not I, a bad payment. I've been invited to a couple of parties where, you know, you know, he's there with one of his good buddies and, you know, he brings me in and we've got all this beer in front of us. And for hours, you know, we're tasting beers from all over the world. And uh, I thought, man, you are just a star. You get a label, man, yeah. <laughs> for bringing me in on this. Because, like, that's, that's incredible, uh, you know, insight, you know. Um, and some beers are, are almost a muse. Like, you could drink... Uh, a raspberry lemon sour, but then the wheels start turning. Like, well, maybe I can do like a a lime, you know, mango goes or something. Mm. Right? Because it just it's inspiring to be able to 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 get all that kind of beer in front of you. But out of all the beers that he'd ever shared with me, my, my favorite one was from Quebec. Okay. Uh, from uh, Asbestos. Okay. In town of yeah. Asbestos. And there's a craft brewery there. The name eludes me now. Is 
much brain damage yeah. over the years. But uh, I remember he was saying the story behind the growler um, was that they were taking water out of the asbestos mines and filtering it, and then Hope using so. <laughs> it to uh, to produce uh, this white IPA, which was delicious. Yeah, you know, and you could never. There's no chance you could ever get that beer again because they were told you're not allowed to do that. They've been barred from ever going back to the mines or whatever yeah, that had filled yeah. in with water. But I was like, that was a great beer. That's a great story, and you know, and that's exclusive. Like, yeah. Not many people got to do that. I was happy I was one, and we'll we'll see if I have like some type of gastro issues in the future, but uh, let's hope not. Yeah, <laughs> I I know that the the name's escaping me, but I think the label is kind of a hammer and a pickaxe on the logo. Yeah. I they only sell in growlers in in Quebec right now. I'm I'm ninety percent sure who it is, but because yeah. it is, it's like a brewery in asbestos. How, how does that work? Like, isn't the water poison? <laughs> so. Well, I bet it's bad for your lungs, I hear. Mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of your, your logo, what made you stick with kind of the two hops and, and that design with the, the hex, more or less? Well, it's not proud but to say this, but I mean, a lot, as a trades guy, like you're on the job sites a lot and you always see truck nuts. Mm. I've never had them on any of my vehicles, let's be 100% clear. I thought they were <laughs> hilarious, but uh, it's something I certainly wouldn't want on my vehicle. And... Uh, that inspired the two hops. Okay. Uh, the balance of the label, like I was uh, sitting around drinking a lot of imported beers when I was sitting down with our designer who was a local kid. He actually uh, worked on the Kitchissippi uh, brand. Okay, okay. And uh, I was looking at Fax beer and I kind of liked that axe head shape yeah. that's you know through the, uh, the, the center of their logo. I thought, ah, I don't want to do that, but I kind of like that sort of contained, you know, you've got the name of the, of the brand there and it's contained and then you've got some other stuff around it. It's, to me, that kind of like popped. Mm -hmm. And so this, I said to the uh, Andre, I said, this is kind of what I want to do. And he came up with that. And I said, yeah, big, big hops on there too, because it takes some big hops, I think, to, yeah. uh, to make this leap of faith into an industry that you, you know, you got to figure out as you go. Same guy worked on, on your can labeling, or is that... A good, a good number of them. Um, our 1012 label he worked on, he did our OPA. He did our ginger, um, and then the last time we've actually paid someone to do a label was for our pineapple sour, which at the time it was, uh, you guys ever been to Elgin Beer Project? And uh, uh, one of the, uh, the owners, Scotty, that was his girlfriend who was an artist. Okay. Um, he's a bit of a local legend in craft. Um, he, he was great at supporting when he was at Aaron Maloon and, and Elgin Beer Project, like all us yeah. little guys. Um, but anyway, he ended up getting on the, the can here. He's a little, he's a little rascal chewing yeah. on his finger, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still miss. I think I'm missing still about 300 Ontario craft breweries because Ontario, like Quebec, it's a gigantic freaking province. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of room. I mean, even in Quebec, like we have Oval, and it never makes it back past Quebec City into Montreal because just the beer is so popular. Yeah. And that is a 12-hour drive to the ocean in the Gaspé Z. Yeah. People yeah. go and buy beer, uh -huh. and I go, oh, sweet, you're going, bring me some back. And they're like, no, my trunk is full of my beers. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll remember that. So, yeah. Well, but, I think that's interesting about the Elgin Beer Project, uh, you know, is, I can yeah. float them a little bit here, yeah. is what they did is they said every craft brewery in Ottawa will buy some of your canned beer, and they're just a can bar. And so if you wanted to go get like a good selection mm -hmm. of auto craft beer, like that's the one place to go. I, I do like I, that concept and, and that's a big thing. And, and he shows with your advent calendar is you guys are all about supporting each other. Yeah. And that's the important part is 
it is friendly competition. Yeah, I'd like to make slightly more money than you this year, but at the same time, I want you to succeed. So. Uh, I've, I've never been, I want to make more money than you. I just want to make enough to Keep survive. the lights on yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's figure out how we can grow together. Let's, let's raise the tide yeah. somehow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, this is probably the most fun collaboration that I've done where we work together to create awareness about each of our brands. Mm -hmm. Like some of the bigger guys like that are in the calendar, like a lot of people know who they are already. But it's awesome that they said, yeah, let's, we're gonna let you participate or we're gonna join this, this yeah. effort and let you sort of uh, introduce yourself to some of our followers as well, right? And so, I mean, we've got people from across the province or breweries from across the province that are in this. And we're all sharing our networks and even if that only works out to, let's say, a six-pack sale that we ship for $15, yeah. it's, it's still something and it gives us that foot-in-the-door opportunity to say, like, this is what we do, you know, we hope you enjoy your beer and we hope we can make you, like, a, a lifetime uh, customer. Yeah. I do like the whole QR code thing, so, like, you don't know what beer it is up front. Because yeah. last year I made my own, like, kind of to-go beer advent calendar where I just grabbed 24 random beers, stuck stickers on them and be like, okay, well, I know what it is, but I got to make sure I put it in the fridge the day before so no one's <laughs> drinking it. Or like the whole, yeah, follow us online. And that, that's got to be huge too, is, is grabbing that online crowd. And I do find craft beer drinkers are a little more, like that's how I discovered you was because of Jordan St. John's website with all the Ontario breweries. That craft beer drinkers are a little more technically inclined when it comes to the internet and all that stuff yeah. like that. So, and they're looking for an adventure, like craft beer enthusiasts. And I'm still one too. Mm -hmm. My advantage is I generally just bring some of my beer to another brewery and say, "Can I trade some beer with you?" You know, but I'm still always looking for you know exciting new beers to try. You know, what's that could be like my next muse, right? Yeah. Uh, or I'll just I'll steal your recipe and because it was so good, <laughs> I got to do it, right? It's uh, that's fun. But it's the, the calendars are hoot because. Um, what we've done this year, I think, which would be a lot of fun, is we want to bring all these craft enthusiasts together and we've created a, a couple of groups where you can join and as you're drinking that beer each day, I mean, yeah. share your thoughts, communicate with others, you know, talk about what you liked, what you didn't like, what could be better and, you know, because all that is great feedback for all the breweries and if you just say like five out of five, you know, it's like, that's even better, I'll take that. Because yeah. yeah. I think all of us are kind of looking for a bit of a lift these days because, you know, or I'll just nose to the grindstone somebody cheer us up <laughs> just got to avoid some of the toxicity of the internet though sometimes oh yeah well we didn't work with twitter on any of this stuff so it's uh we're staying away uh speaking of collabs have you brewed any beers have you made a local recipe for a restaurant like what are some other collabs you've done the calendar that's it okay <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah but there's there's one collaborate like I've talked to a lot of breweries over time. I said, hey, you want a collaboration? I love you guys. And they had been through so many collabs. They're like, I don't see any value in doing this. Okay. And they had their, they pitched their reasons for why. And so I said, oh, okay, I don't want to push you to do it. But at the same time, I was like, I'd still really want to do one with you. Yeah. But uh, now uh, in where we are, uh, I would really love to do a collab with Five Paddles. Okay. Uh, I haven't pitched it to them yet. But I think uh, for me... Uh, they're, they're one of my favorite Ontario craft breweries because they are really craft beer. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they come up with the craziest ideas. They execute on it and you're like, that's exactly what you said this would taste like. You know, like coconut cream pie. That's, yeah. that's in my mouth right now. You know, nailed it. You know, and they do that with so many beers. And uh, I was, uh, you know, disappointed to hear like the last time I went to go pick up some beer from these guys for the calendar. They're in it. Yeah. Um, they're saying like, we're exhausted. We're trying to sell. They, they are, it's, it's online. And uh, yeah, and so I was so disappointed. So I was trying to come up with something that would, you know, 
boost their spirits, you know, help both of us make some money. And uh, I thought it would be fun to do a collab with them before everything changes, right? Yeah. You know, because they've always been one of my favorite breweries and I visited them even before I owned my own brewery. You know, so love the boys. Yeah. The three of them that are still part of it, <laughs> yeah. of the five paddles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild, like, seeing, you know, they, they sold, uh, I think Signal Hill sold not too long ago for other reasons, but yeah. it's crazy to see, like, yeah, we're so, I think Decadence as well in the uh, Waterloo region. Yeah. I know they were up for sale. I don't know if they completed that sale or not, but it was like, no, we're literally just, here it is, everything's yours. I IP, names, labels, everything, we're, we're done. Yeah. Well, what I found interesting, like, so when I talked to, to Five Paddles about the motivation of, like, why they were doing this, it's just that there was a, a, a brewery that was in the, I think, Bowmanville that kind of got shamed out of the industry because of, like, poor, yeah. you know, handling of their employees, like, just being, you know, not nice people. And they were stunned at what they were able to sell that for. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. who wants to buy a damaged brand for that much? So... And they said the same thing, but if, if they can do it, maybe we can get something because yeah. we're nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is we'll exhausting. I, I mean, look, as long as the beer's still coming out good and you're still supporting a local community item, like that's a big thing. Still do your research about places that you're going to sometimes because yeah. maybe that place doesn't deserve your money. <laughs> Be careful. Do, yeah. You know, you should be internet savvy at this point. It is, the, the, you know, we're well into the 2020s now. Just do your research, get it done. There's no question that you can support the right labels. Exactly. So, and then you know, generally, just we're at about 99%. But craft beer in general, all owners we spoke to are awesome. Most of the time, going to a craft beer bar is not a problem. Uh, even to a brewery, we've seen one incident out of the thousands of, of places we've been personally and as the show. So, yeah. just go support your local business. So you're not gonna get, you're not gonna have your drunken bar fight. It's very rare you're gonna have your drunken bar fight at a brewery. Yeah, there's so. there's been nights where we've had some uh, some of our regulars who were you know kept this place going through the pandemic, and uh, you know we always try to make sure that we take really good care of them. And we've locked the doors and had private parties once we could start doing things to say we support everything you did. Yeah. And, you know, at the level of intoxication that some of us had got to, it was surprised at how um, you know gregarious everyone still was despite so many different views and opinions on yeah. all the things that are affecting us and, and, and creating obstacles in our lives. So it's, it's amazing. I think a craft beer uh, brewery is a, is a place of calming. Yeah. It's a safe space. It feels like it's, because be, anyway. I know in, in Quebec especially, we don't have it anymore, but the local neighborhood kind of pub, it's very rare now. Yeah. It feels like it's trying to make a comeback. I, I'm not sure about Ontario. Like I was in Cleveland a couple of years ago and it looked like a house. And it was a bar. I'm like, huh? <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I'm like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is some bootlegging moonshine stuff. And it's like, no, that's the local neighborhood pub. I love it. And I find we've lost that in Canada. It inspires me because yeah. uh, my wife often says I spend too much time here. So I usually try and get out of here at a reasonable hour. So I'm home <laughs> with my, my three kids and they're helping to make dinner. And, you know, but they generally will run off and play their video games. And my wife generally goes to bed early. I'm thinking... Why don't I have a speakeasy in my basement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to something. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, like you're clearly a very busy person, wife, kids. Uh, but let's say that two weeks opens up and you and the wife can take off anywhere and take that beercation that you've never taken. Where are you going to try beer from, from the rest of the world? Oh, shit. You know, I would uh, probably go to Costa Rica 
and not even care about the quality of the craft beer. I'll just, I'll be <laughs> slamming crystals on the beach and appreciating them for the, the delicious rice lager they are. Um, yeah, probably rice think, and corn lager mostly. Yeah. I think for me, the, if, if, if I don't have to include uh, my family, uh, <laughs> if I could go and do a trip myself and bring my kids when they're old enough to drink, I would get them to Oktoberfest. And in, in that area, obviously, because uh, my dad was German, um, and I haven't taken the boys there yet. My dad recently passed away last year. Sorry to hear you know, that. So it, I, it, all the boys are very interested more now in you know where where do we come from? What are we about? Yeah. And I think that that would be an awesome trip, especially when they can drink. Uh, hit the Oktoberfest. Hit like a bunch of local craft breweries around there, and you know we've all uh, we've downloaded uh, Babel, and we're all I'm brushing up, and uh, the boys are learning German, and I think by the time we're Let's give it about two years when we, everyone can drink because you, you only have to be 14, so that gets the youngest guy across the line. Um, <laughs> then, nothing uh, like a beer at a McDonald's. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then, uh, then that'll be awesome. Two years to, yeah. to be fluent. We're yeah. working on it. That, that sounds like the dream as you know, a, a white Anglo-Saxon like European guy is just Germany and, and most of Europe. Is, that's, that's the dream, yeah. really, when you think about it. Oh, yeah. What's the, the third beer I got here? That's our... Opa IPA, which originally started out as the Ottawa Pale Ale. Okay. And uh, I kept playing around and playing around and bringing up the alcohol to get out of pale ale status and brought it up to IPA. And the reason I felt like I had a little bit of freedom to do that was that uh, what was originally supposed to be Ottawa's Pale Ale became Opa. Because my kids at the time when we opened the brewery were quite young and my dad was still kicking it, uh, we call him Opa. Okay. So they thought that I made a beer called Opa, and we started calling it Opa. Everybody called it Opa, and I thought, well, let's just keep it as Opa then. And uh, and on the can, my dad's made it onto the label. He's uh, he's just sitting back there. Frown- nope. He's frowning on yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's always he's classic. Like I stole a lot of his beer when I was growing up, uh, and he always had like a lot of imported German stuff. He was a proud German. He loved his German beers and. Uh, he always kept them at cellar temperature, so I learned to appreciate, like, if you're going to drink a beer, it, the only way to know that it's good is to drink it at room temperature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, like, that will manifest a lot of things that are wrong with a beer, but it'll also exhibit all the things that are great about a beer if it's good. And, um, but I was a, I've always been a big volume drinker, and my dad's seen that through my life, and he used to always say, you know, Andy, why do you drink so much? Maybe you just have a tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I know even today he's like, oh, geez, Andy, you're slower down there, bud. Where's that tea or that water with a twist of lemon? As did you. Yeah. A toast. Ooh, nice, light, crushable. Fantastic. Watch out, 6.8. 6.8. Okay, so I wouldn't say this is a gateway beer in any way. Um, <laughs> that is something I do like to ask. So you have the macro drinker come in. What's this crap beer stuff? What's well, that gateway beer? It's what I'm drinking right now. It's uh, Need a Light, and I parked it here by the, okay. uh, the, the Growler. We've had customers coming in, like some regulars. Like I think the lowest alcohol beer that we've got that's not fruited or sour would have been our Hans and De Hosen, which is our lager. I think it was around 4.7. And we have regulars coming in saying, I could drink that all day while I'm here, but could you do something a little bit lighter? I said, yeah, I'll knock off a... a you know, a half of a percent. And 4.2 so we, is pretty, pretty crushable beer. Like. It is, yeah. So we came up with Needle Light, and it's, uh, it's, that's 
I'm drinking it. Uh, I drink that now all through the day. I'll pepper it once in a while with one of our bigger IPAs just to get a little bit more flavor mm -hmm. impact, you know, just to enjoy like hops. But uh, the reality is, like, I mean, you can't drink more than one or two yeah. IPAs an hour, right? I don't know what the average person's doing, so I'll just keep drinking light beers to, to get me through and every once in a while I'll treat myself if someone pops in to say hi. Yeah, yeah. I learned quickie during the pandemic, drinking heavy IPAs alone in my basement. Um, surprisingly, you get drunk pretty quick. That's <laughs> so, true, yeah. You can get in some like rabbit holes there on the, uh, the Twitter. Look out. Yeah, yeah. Now, thankfully, I just get drunk and play video games as a 43-year-old adult male. It's uh, still, it's like, okay, I can enjoy this. I can, you know, kill some Nazis or whatever on my screen. The worst so. kind of people. Did you see that new uh, VR helmet that was designed? I, I, was, I saw that on, um, on the news, and it's, uh, you put it on, yeah. and there's like three spikes that are sit here, and there's charges on them. And what it's, it, this is a real thing. That if you lose in the game, you die. Yeah. The charges go off and shoot you in the head, and it kills you. <laughs> like there is an option for virtual reality games. It's to extreme die. Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who is making this? <laughs> it's like this yeah. is so unreal. Uh, but I hope it's fake. But it, knowing the internet it would be real. It's it's wild. Like the stuff that comes out now. It's you know, it's just going on the internet, and it's like, what do you mean people are into? Nope, that's I'm gonna click off that. You know. I think it was Chris Red during Saturday Night Live is like, treat life like you would treat Pornhub. If you don't want it, don't click on it. That's so, it. So <laughs> it's, it's a perfect saying to say. Yeah. Uh, what I like to ask as well is I come here, I pick up, let's say your case or six pack or whatever, friends in the area that you definitely suggest I check out. Friends in the area, like yeah. you mean breweries. Um, Even restaurants, people who have good local food, farm to table type stuff. Like. Geez. One of the ones that have stuck around, uh, Brassica, they're out on uh, Richmond or Wellington, whatever. It, tr it changes names as you drive down <laughs> it, so it's on one or the other. But Brassica's uh, amazing, Maggie. Mm -hmm. um, she used to uh, manage and own the Allium, and when the Allium burnt to the ground, she went over and worked with uh, Brassica. Everything there is amazing. I've, I've had uh, several meals, or meals from them uh, during the pandemic because they were doing uh, pickup and delivery. Yep. Um, Breweries, um, you know, if I wasn't drinking my beer right now, uh, and this guy's been the hardest little rascal to get into our advent calendar, but fuck, do I love Tooth and Nail, man. Everything, like, the guy is just yeah. gold. Right, regularly <laughs> when... Mr. Tweedy's the number one. Yeah, whenever I see somebody asking about, like, hey, what Ottawa beers to try, and I keep quiet because it's Montreal, but whenever I'm following, like, the Ontario craft thing, it's everybody, almost everybody is Small Pony and Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Like... I mean, Sean... Sean's and, amazing on sours, yeah. but I'm... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm just old, uh, but I find that when I get into sour beers, I need to share it, and I'm not having a lot. It just... That level of acidity, I think, uh, it, it, it's hard on an old body. And you're probably saying, Andy, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I set it up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, there's no question. I, I mean... Because like, I look great, right? Yeah. Whatever Every, Everybody <laughs> we've spoken to in the Ottawa region about their breweries and everything have been awesome you know we're hoping at some point to also get kind of cheshire cat pub because oh, they're yeah. all about craft beer yeah. it's places that we'd like to speak with yeah. and clearly ottawa only being a hops giving a jump from montreal come on down do a beer tour with brew donkey i know you guys are one of the regular stops almost there's there's no question that you can if you have a designated driver great if not drink enjoy responsibly for sure yeah. but buy stuff to bring home and go get drunk at home yeah. So. Or Uber. 
Yeah, exactly. That's and Uber is more than readily available almost yeah. everywhere. So. Or take your local taxi service. That as well. That's true. <laughs> um, for Nita as a brand, what's, what's next? I got to finish packing all these calendars. <laughs> and then... <laughs> We want to get some, uh, well, our Cranshaw's uh, Spruce Dale, we got to get that in the tank before Christmas because that's mm -hmm. uh, our Spruce uh, IPA. Everybody loves that. And it's one of my favorite beers. You love it or you hate it, it is definitely a very unique taste. Um, new projects where we're collaborating again. Uh, we're actually doing a lager light beer pack Okay. that we're going to try and get into uh, people's hands like, mid-December-ish and in, uh, into the new year because I get like a lot of people have resolutions they want to make and hopefully <laughs> it's not to go dry but to no, maybe just no, no. lose some lose some cows I gotta lose some too um, usually in January I'll go to the lighter beers uh, just so that uh, I can drop some pounds and so mm -hmm. we thought that maybe that's a, a good mix and we're working with um, a good number of breweries that are in our advent calendar on this and I can't recall if it's eight, 10 or 12 beers or whatever, but uh, yeah, we're gonna put something together that's, uh, that's easy drinking. You know? And Nita is, uh, you do province-wide delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have a family in Alexandria, so my next beer order, uh, besides what I'm picking up today, clearly what I'm gonna mm -hmm. be buying. Um, yeah, it's, I, love sh I love sharing, so I'll order from like Nickelbrook or Bandit or uh, Sawdust City. It's, anybody who lives Ontario, delivers Ontario wide, I got a family member just across the Quebec, Ontario border. Yeah. Works for me. So yeah, because we do like fifteen dollar flat rate. Yeah. Um, for any yeah. any like so if you go ridiculous <laughs> and order like three cases, we'll still honor the fifteen. That's that's honors. fantastic. We hope you order like six. Yeah. <laughs> six <laughs> so that, cases, right? <laughs> well, just a six pack. Because then oh. then we do okay uh, on the uh, the shipping, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Andy, thank you very, very much for hosting us today. I really appreciate this. Like I said, just getting okay. somebody like your voices out there about people who don't know about Nita, yeah. come and discover Nita. Oh, yeah, so, and I, I appreciate you guys coming yeah. in here and, and helping us get the, uh, the message out there yeah. that uh, we exist. Like, yeah. I've often said to people, like, we're the best uh, brewery you've never heard of because you haven't. <laughs> you know, so, Amazing. Cheers. For those who are looking for Nita, where can people find you? Uh, we're in um, Ottawa, Ontario. Some people call this area Nepean. Uh, 190 Colonnade Road, uh, Unit 17. And I'm normally here drinking, so come say hi and have a beer with me. <laughs> uh, website, social media? We are on the Instagram, the Facebook. We have a website. It's uh, needabeer.com. So it's needawithbeer.com. Um, that's about it, yeah. Amazing. Not, not working so much on the other one. Yeah. The Dirty Bird. Definitely <laughs> check it out. Uh, as for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. At allbeerinside on all social media, and as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>